2: From Connecticut Public Radio in New Haven, this is Seasoned. I'm Robin Doyon Aiken.
0: And I'm Tegan Engel.
3: My favorite Connecticut ice cream joy is the Mr. Softy truck. Not the knockoffs, but the original Mr. Softy truck. The flavor is chocolate, and the
4: something special are the chocolate sprinkles. That's my favorite.
2: That was listener Leslie Radcliffe. Coming up this hour, lots more favorite ice creams and ice cream shops from all over the state.
0: Your recommendations, plus we talk with some serious ice cream lovers about local ice cream.
2: Later in the show, a conversation with Kelly Ann Pierce, the owner of Sweet Clods in Cheshire, plus a professor from UConn explains the technology behind how the cows from the dairy bar are milked. It's amazing.
0: First, grab something to take notes with, because Robin and I spoke with two enthusiasts who know a lot about the local ice cream scene.
2: Craig Bahoon is the person behind CT Ice Cream Tour on Instagram, where he chronicles his and his family's ice cream adventures all over the state. And Shahan Kukreja is the co-owner, along with his father, of Micro Creamery in Woodbridge, next to Katz's Deli, where you can taste over 70 local ice creams, all under one roof. A new Micro Creamery just opened up in the Milford Post Mall. So, Craig and Shahan, welcome to Seasoned.
4: Thank you, thank you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah,
2: thank you for spending some time with me and Tegan to celebrate local ice cream.
0: Yeah, so excited you're here.
2: Before we jump in to talk about all the shops we love and why, I'd like for our listeners to get to know a little bit of your ice cream backstories, and I'll start with Craig. Craig. First of all, people should know that you are not in any way a professional influencer. You are a regular guy, a dad, and a high school teacher who is passionate about ice cream. So, Craig, where does this love of ice cream come from, and what made you decide years ago to start CT Ice Cream Tour?
1: I mean, I grew up eating ice cream. I think everybody did. And then I happened to be in Terrytown, New York one day, and I had a scoop of chocolate chocolate chip, and it was like mind-blowing. So we came home. We had just had our son. He was like two months old. Connecticut Magazine came out with their top 10 places in Connecticut. And we made a list. We used to go to wineries and breweries. And then we have a two-month-old. We don't want to be schlepping around to those places. So we said, let's go to all these ice cream places. I was trying to chase that high of that chocolate, chocolate chip in Terrytown.
2: <laughs> the ice cream that changed your life. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I'm like, let me try to find this somewhere in Connecticut. So we went to those 10 places. Only one of them had chocolate, chocolate chip. That was Ashley's. So to substitute, I would go with chocolate and chocolate chip. That was my base flavor. We made 10, and then we started getting recommendations. I do a lot of yelping to see where to go, a lot of research on new places. Now, I don't think there's a place we haven't been to within an hour and a half of us. It's a whole day. We have to dedicate to that now. It's
4: beyond impressive.
0: (laughs) (laughs) At what point did you start your Instagram?
1: May 22nd, 2015. We went to Rich Farm, and I just put it on my personal Instagram. I said, we're going to start hitting some ice cream places, and people loved it. It's been great. I've made a ton of memories and friends, and God knows how many miles I've put on the car and dollars I've spent on ice cream, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's it's definitely paid off in uh, many ways.
4: It's oh, an amazing journey, and you're, you're on
0: how many stops? We just
1: did our 282nd.
4: Oh, wow.
0: And... Shahan, you grew up in an ice cream family. Your family owns Pralines in Wallingford, and now you and your parents have a new venture, a Connecticut micro creamery. What's the concept and backstory behind this new ice cream shop?
4: My family, we jumped into the ice cream business seventeen plus years ago. Started with my father, and before that, it was my uncle. He started getting ice cream from Pralines, and we adopted the name. and We wanted to build the brand notoriety in Pralines ice cream. We thought it was the best at the time, and we're talking about, you know, the early two thousands. And from there, we started building. We had West Farms, then we opened up a store in Milford, then a store in Manchester then basically the concept of micro creamery you know my dad and I were talking and we said you know what instead of representing one brand why don't we represent all different local brands and kind of highlight how many great creameries there are around Connecticut and Connecticut is really known for three things, in my opinion. It's it's a beer, it's pizza, and it's ice cream. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'm also a big fan of microbreweries and breweries in general. So I said, why don't we do that same thing with a microbrewery? And instead of doing local beers, let's do local ice creams. So we started building out that concept and what we wanted to look like and what creameries we thought would best represent the best ice creams all around Connecticut.
2: So let's start with, for both of you, and Craig, you can go first. What makes an ice cream shop stand out to you?
1: I think today I'm going to focus on homemade. There's about 70 homemade places in Connecticut, which is pretty crazy considering there's only 169 towns. So it's like, you know, 40% of towns in Connecticut have a homemade place. Mm -hmm. Um, And by homemade, you mean like
2: places that are making the ice cream in the shop.
1: Yeah. Just because they don't use the milk from their own cows doesn't mean it's not homemade. Agreed. If that was the criteria, I think there would be three. I could be wrong here, but Mm -hmm. I know it's Yukon Dairy Bar. Arethusa and Fish Family Farm use their own milk from their own cows and everybody else brings in the milk and cream from a distributor. So the term homemade just means they are making it in-house, not necessarily from their own cow's milk. So some places that I've been to that I think most people might not have heard of that I would definitely recommend. Fish Family Farm I had mentioned up in Bolton. It's the most beautiful setting in the state. I think the ice cream is fresh. You could see the cows. There's a hundred cows right there. They don't have a ton as far as flavors go on hand, but they do have a lot of flavors on quarts and pints, so make sure you bring your cooler and your your ice packs.
0: What are some of the flavors from fishes that you like?
1: I'm allergic to nuts, uh, (laughs) so I, I do have a lot of restrictions. So again, I stick to the basics pretty much. Once I go to a place multiple times, I'll start to expand. But I like to judge a place by the sweet cream. That's like judging a pizza place by its cheese. Like if you can't make that right, then all the rest is just like putting makeup on. (laughs) Dr. Mike's down in Bethel and Obaccio. It's in a strip mall. It's nothing glamorous to look at. They both do chocolate lace. Can you it's similar it? to the honeycomb where they put chocolate over I don't know what it is. It's, it's nice a and crunchy. Cookie. It's crunchy, it gets stuck in your teeth, but it's delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Deborah Ann's in Ridgefield, I had a hot cocoa ice cream there, like mm. made with Swiss mist instead of the regular chocolate mix. That was delicious. Canton creamery. They have Guinness chips, so if you like Guinness beer, they do that with nice. some chocolate chips in there.
2: Yum, a nice stouty ice cream.
1: Yeah. It's located inside of a pet shop. So you go in there, it just what? smells oh, wow. like like you could hear dogs and birds and everything. <laughs> and there's just this little window. And I said to the guy, I was like, is this uh, is this homemade? He's like, yeah, do you want to meet the lady Sandy? She was making a batch, and I watched her. I helped her, and I That's watched her great. make everything and put it right into the blast freezer. It was really, really cool.
2: Well, Shahan, why don't you jump yeah. in now and, and tell me what makes an ice cream shop stand out to you?
1: I look for... All homemade ice cream. I'm not
4: looking for briars or Guidos or anything from you know out of state. I'm looking for local homemade ice cream. Mm-hmm. And a couple of places that I really like that are outside of my store, there's two that I'm I'm really high on. One is in Chester, Connecticut, called Honey Cone. Yes. Um, it is run by a uh, mother and daughter, and they make delicious, delicious ice cream and. What I think sets them apart from others is that they really make everything from scratch, whether it's the different ripples or if it's the cookies, everything is literally from scratch. They're not importing chocolate chips or candies. They're making everything in-house. And I think that's extremely special all made with love and made fresh.
2: Yeah. And they are known for, have made quite a name for themselves, for their really interesting flavors. Mm -hmm. I had a great peanut butter and jelly ice cream cone there. Oh my gosh. It was a grape jelly. And it was amazing. They also do, like right now, they have lots of great seasonal things. So they Mm -hmm. have a corn blueberry Blueberry. right now
4: there's a big distinction within the ice cream community there are a lot of people who love the classics right your vanillas your chocolate and then there's kind of this new school of thinking these new creameries that are coming around that they want to put their little twist on classics and make it unique whether it's putting herbs or things that you wouldn't think belong in ice cream and then that's part of the experience of when you go to these new school ice cream places
0: yeah absolutely i will say for me I just like an ice cream place that has good character. It might be like a side of the road stand or it might be like a place on a farm or a fancier place. And I'm always looking for, is there like an interesting flavor that catches my eye? So something a little unusual, but I would say, yeah, sometimes I want just like a regular spot and sometimes I want something a Mm -hmm. little fancier and kind of down with all of it.
1: (laughs) Right, yeah, there's no, like we talk about this all day, but it's ice cream, it's delicious, even the worst stuff. Is still better than eating a salad, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely.
2: <laughs> One of the things that I look for in an ice cream shop when I walk in is – I want to know if I can smell the homemade cones. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) That needs to be a candle, yeah. Yeah,
2: I mean, like, (laughs) ice cream is cold, so you can't actually get a smell from it when you walk in. But what you will smell in a great shop is that they make the cones on site. So that's like, I already know when I smell the cone that I'm going to be in for something good.
1: There's no beating a homemade waffle cone. Yeah, Mm I'm looking at my my top ten list now. They all make their own waffle cones, so that's definitely a, a requisite.
0: Do you all have any family traditions that are built around ice cream? That is our family <laughs> tradition. <isn't it? laughs> how often are it. you going around?
1: I'll plan out a roadmap. We'll drive five, six spots in one day and just try to hit a bunch. So the tradition is to get in the car. And it started off as a good way for my son to be able to nap. Um, <laughs> so I would just drive. And like right? that's how we found Peaches and Cream the first time in Litchfield, which is one of my favorites. I just got on Route Eight, and my kid fell asleep, and I was like, "Well, I want him to keep napping," so I just kept driving, and I just happened upon this ice cream place that is now in my top ten. So, um, awesome. but yeah, that is our family tradition—is ice cream. So,
0: <laughs> Shahan, what about you? Your family's in well, ice cream twenty-four-seven. Well, yeah, it's, it's
4: a it's a little bit different, but my dad and I, whenever or our whole family really, whenever we go on vacation, number one stop is we're going to go check out some ice cream. So we always enjoy trying new places, new flavors, and. Also, as a business owner, it's also good to go check out different storefronts. How do they do things versus how do we do things? What can we steal? What can we add? Right. It's it's a a very copycat industry.
2: How about
0: you, Tegan? We have two traditions. One is that last day of school, we go to Ashley's on York Street. (laughs) Um, I grew up in New Haven. I remember waiting in line out the door on Friday nights at Ashley's when all the Frisbees were up on the wall because Ashley's named after a Frisbee catching dog originally. Yes. But we go to Ashley's and get a scoop on the last day of school. And then another more recent tradition is that my younger child and my husband go and do a single flavor taste test at three downtown New Haven spots. So Arethusa, Milkcraft and Ashley's. And so they've so far they've done chocolate, strawberry, and coffee. And I think oh. they still have to do vanilla. So they go to each spot taste it. Nobody else is allowed, just the two of them. And then they vote on which is the best one. So that's a great tradition,
2: even yeah, I though I don't it. get to be part of it. Oh, <laughs>
4: excluded. Oh, my God. That's funny.
2: I also have a school sort of ice cream tradition, but it's not the first day. We go for ice cream on the day that the report cards come in, <laughs> because if <it's, laughs> nice. if the kids have done great, then we're like celebrating. And if they haven't done so well, then we're like commiserating or we're like drowning our sorrows. But it's a good way to just Celebrate school in some ways and have a treat attached to it. There you go. So we talked about some imaginative flavors when we were mentioned honeycomb. We talked about some classics. Tegan mentioned coffee, a coffee taste test with her family. I just want to say, I think Arethusa has the coffeeest coffee ice cream that I've ever tried. Actually, like crushed up espresso beans, I think, in there. But what are some other favorite flavors that you all can recommend from shops around the state?
4: Oh, boy, this is so hard. Well, your top seller is one. Yeah, Say I would start with Graham Jam from Big Dipper. It's a very unique flavor. It's a a graham cracker-based ice cream with a graham cracker swirl. They take real honeycombs and dip them in chocolate and make candies out of them. So it's a very gourmet, top-end ice cream. Lindsay's homemade ice cream, she's out of Norwalk. She's another one that really does very unique flavors. I know she has like a coconut curry one, and I think that crosses all boundaries for ice cream for me. But, you know, it's, like I said, you know, very unique. She had a goat cheese ice cream that was very rich and delicious, and I really enjoyed that one as, as well. so there's so many it's hard to choose for you, Craig, you, you know you've been to so many places there's there's so many that stick out. yeah, I made a list
1: um. <laughs> <laughs> think so did I. <laughs> Let's hear um, it. <laughs> so obviously, again, it's chocolate and chocolate chip the first time I go to a place, and then I'll expand. So all these places I've been to multiple times. One in the in the kind of New Haven area, Kelly's Cone Connection. Yep. They yeah. do a Twinkie ice cream. I've somehow managed to never have an actual Twinkie <laughs> in my life, but the Twinkie ice cream is unbelievable. And now Kelly will send me a message whenever they make some so I could go on there and make sure I get a quarter. Oh, oh, so.
2: That's some customer service right there. <laughs> yeah. there you go. And they're in Hamden. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, red Raspberry Chip. From Tall Meadow Farm in Simsbury, if oh, you guys yes. have been up there. Mm-hmm. Plasco's Farm in Trumbull. It's a pretty new place, very good. They have a Vava Voom, which is dark chocolate with fudge ripples and cherry pieces. Apple Crumb Pie. Oranoke Farms in Shelton just opened up an ice cream. They've always done pies, but now they have ice cream and they oh, just nice. jam their pies right into the machine. <laughs> so it's really good. And then a couple more. Cannoli from Michelizzi's. Now, Michelizzi's is mostly known for their Italian ice.
2: Yep. They make a garlic ice cream, right? Ooh. A- every year at the <laughs> Garlic Festival. Oh, yeah, is <laughs> that
1: yes.
4: Garlic ice cream. Wow, yes. how
2: interesting. They do it special for the Garlic Festival, I think. So. Well, I'm, I'm part easy.
1: vampire, so I'm, uh, okay, I'm check out. It out. <laughs> and then another one that's been popping up, it's a few places, but the one I've, I have I like the most was Grassroots. Oh, yeah. did a, a Biscoff cookie. Mm-hmm. And anytime I see Biscoff, I pretty much get it. So that's another one my new flavor yeah, so. they're
2: in Granby that grassroots
1: well now they have two more
2: oh really they just opened
1: yes. in Simsbury and New Milford, new Milford oh yeah. wow they Good also
2: make a
0: great goat cheese ice cream yeah, yeah. so many great flavors all around Salem Valley ice cream has grape nut, which I know a lot of people have, but I like their grape nut. And they also have a basil ice cream that's delicious. Mm -hmm. And peppermint stick, which is not that unusual a flavor, but is one of my favorites. I love when the candy gets like a little melty and crunchy and not Mm -hmm. very many people carry it. So they have that out there. So whenever I'm out in Salem area, I love to go there. I also love fruit flavors. And there's a bunch of spots around the state that actually get fruit from local farms. So like Mm -hmm. Kelly's Cone Connection, Sweet Claude's. Wentworth, probably lots of other folks. They, I think uh, definitely honeycomb, grassroots, they source from a lot of local farms. So we get like peach ice cream is really big from a lot of those spots. Sometimes blackberry or raspberry ice cream. I love getting to taste those because they are extra fresh and usually have... Not an artificial or even a natural flavoring, but just the actual fruit flavor, which I love.
1: Yeah, Frisbee's Dairy Barn does that, too, if you get the the black raspberry. And it surprised me the first time because I was expecting that artificial. And then I was like, get all these little bits. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. was good, though. It's legit.
2: Now, before we run out of time, we've mentioned a lot of different shops and what's great about them. But I would love it if you would give, like, maybe your top places, takeaways for listeners, when you are recommending an ice cream spot, what are the ones that you're like, oh, if you can only go to three, go to these three?
4: Rich Farms, you know, they're classic, the original spot in Oxford.
2: And how about you, Craig? All
1: right, I'll go rapid fire, okay? Yeah,
2: and it can be more than three if you're like, I just oh, can't Oh, it is. Decide. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so yeah, Rich Farm, was just, they just opened their fourth in the state. So now they're Oxford, Bristol, Brookfield, and Middlefield. Buttonwood Farm in Griswold, that's very good. Glasgows and Trumbull. Big Dipper, Prospect, Tall Meadow Farm in Simsbury, Il Baccio in Danbury, closed on Mondays, be careful. Ferris Acres in Newtown. It's actually located on Sugar Street, if that's not an appropriate ice cream <laughs> <Yeah>. name. <laughs> and then finally, Yukon Dairy Bar.
0: So in addition to these top spots, I love when I go out for ice cream having something fun to do together with it. I'm wondering if you have special spots that you like to get ice cream, but also do something fun nearby.
4: That Mystic area is really nice. They have a couple local ice cream spots and then, Mm -hmm. you know, the beach, the water. So I would say Mystic is a good area for some ice cream.
1: Yeah,
2: Mystic Drawbridge. That's what you're thinking of. Well, right
1: across the street is also a very good ice cream place. It's called Mystic Sweets and Treats, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's very good stuff. Great
4: donuts, too, in that area.
0: Great And a great bookstore across the street. Great spot for seafood down the road as well. Yeah, go to Mystic, guys. (laughs) (laughs)
1: This ad is sponsored by the Mystic Tourism <laughs> <Department>. <laughs> We've been lately really hitting mini golf hard. We've played every mini golf course in the state except for two right now. And is that the a best, separate
4: Instagram page? Yeah. It is, yeah. It's a very
1: small following, but that's my new one. So if you go to Canton Creamery, Matterhorn mini golf is probably the best mini golf course in the state. So you could hit those within a quarter mile of each other. We're members of Beardsley Zoo, so we'll go to Beardsley Zoo. And then Plascos is about 10 or 12 minutes away. We go apple picking at Hickory Hill in Cheshire every year. Old Bishop Farm is right there. Mm-hmm. Less's in Meriden, which is just soft serve. We would do that before or after hike at Castle Craig. I'm a little partial to that hike. <laughs> and then speaking of hiking, you go to Wentworth, and then you could go for a hike up Sleeping Giant. So stuff yeah. like that. It, Wentworth we is things. one of
0: my favorites, but I actually bike the canal trail right oh, there. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you can get right off the Canal Trail, and go right across Whitney Avenue to Wentworth. I also love going to Chapman Falls out in Devil's Hop Yard State Park, and Salem Valley Creamery is right near there, and they have a lot of nice spots to sit outside. So we go swimming. It's one of the only legal places to swim in a waterfall, in a beautiful waterfall in the state. And then we sit outside while we're still wet from swimming and eat ice cream from Salem Valley. So that's a top And my other fave, since I'm from New Haven, is to hit up any of the downtown New Haven spots. Ashley's, Milk Craft, which we didn't talk about. They have their hot bubble waffles. I love their strawberry with balsamic on top. I know that's one of their least less favorites, but I think that's a yummy flavor. And then Arethusa's is right there. So I go to one of those spots together with going to the Yale Art Gallery, which has like a lot of different kinds of art in it. It's free. Attica's Bookshop is right there. Or hit up any of the other fun spots that are downtown New Haven. Uh, Get some ice cream while I'm at it.
2: Well, Craig Bahoon and Shahan Kukreja, you've made me really want to get out there and go to all these places maybe that I haven't been to yet. Well, yet. I'm
1: only 30% through my list. Can we? Uh...
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you both so much. Yeah,
0: thanks guys. for, thanks having, for us. having us. Yeah.
2: You can see Craig's 280 plus ice cream shop recommendations on Instagram. His posts are thoughtful and include fun facts about the places he and his family visit. Find Craig at CT Ice Cream Tour on Instagram.
0: And Shahan is a co-owner of Micro Creamery in Woodbridge and in Milford. I'm Tegan Engel,
2: and I'm Robin Doyan Aiken. After a short break, a conversation with the owner of Sweet Clods in Cheshire. The shop just celebrated its first anniversary in their new spot right off the bike path on West Main Street. Hi,
0: my name's Beth Lignani. I'm from Old Saybrook. And me and a couple of my girlfriends are on a bike ride today on the Rails to Trails Farmington Canal. And we're on our way back to our cars and stopped in for an ice cream because they're ice
2: cream freaks. But I did get a yogurt ice cream coffee, and it was delicious. I'm Maria Therrialt and I live in Farmington and I also do love ice cream in the summertime it's very refreshing on this beautiful bike ride of a day that's starting to rain so we have to hurry up back home um I, I had toasted almond which is one of my favorites this is seasoned we'll be right back I'm up in
3: Ice cream you just make sure it's the
4: Mr. Ice
5: cream
3: man Ice cream man Mr. 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 Ice cream
1: man Mr. Ice cream man Support for this podcast comes from Hartford Healthcare.
2: Welcome back to Seasoned. I'm Robin Doyon Aitken.
0: And I'm Tegan Engel. We're celebrating local ice cream this hour.
2: Next up, I'm going to take you to one of my favorite places, Sweet Clods in Cheshire. Fred Clayson opened Sweet Clods 35 years ago on South Main Street. And 10 years ago, Kellyanne Pierce took it over. Last August, the shop moved to West Main Street, the first tenant of the historic ball-and-socket building. It's being refurbished as a community arts center. In a minute,
0: you'll meet Kellyanne Pierce. But first, let's hear from a couple of her shop's regulars.
3: Hi, my name is Daniel Smith. I live here in Cheshire. We are at Sweet Claude's Ice Cream Shop, and my favorite flavor here is mint chocolate chip.
4: Hello, my name is Eli Smith. I am 12 years old. I am in the seventh grade, and my favorite flavor here is cupcake.
2: Mm. You guys are all set. Enjoy, have a good one, you too. I can help the next party in line. I'm Michael
0: Goldfuss, here from Cheshire, Connecticut, and I love the Ram Tracks here at Sweet Claude's in a waffle cone. And I'm Demi Goldfuss, and I'm eating maple walnut in a sugar
2: cone. You guys want to say your names? Say Serena. Serena. Goldfuss.
4: Goldfuss. You're eating mint chocolate chip? And I'm eating chocolate chip. I'm MJ Goldfuss, And I'm eating the... Reese's.
2: Reese's cup. Ice cream. Is it
3: good?
2: Yes. Tastes like Reese's cups. (laughs) Drive by on any sunny day. And you'll see the community spread out on the lawn or on benches. Sweet Clods is a favorite in the state and an institution for those of us who live in Cheshire. I talked with Kelly Ann about how she came to own the shop and why she does this work.
5: Uh, I started working here when I was sixteen, so I've been here for ooh, I wish I didn't do that math—almost eighteen years, I think. Right there, I started on the floor in the front serving. And I eventually moved up to start making ice cream when the original owner, Fred Clayson, uh, was looking for an apprentice because he was ready to take a summer vacation for the first time in maybe 15 years since he had opened. So that was a very big deal. He had not taught anyone how to make ice cream, not even his own son. So it was all secret secrets. And I apprenticed with Fred for a while, but I eventually went to law school down at Quinnipiac. And in 2014, I graduated, and I took the bar, and I passed the bar, and uh, I decided that law just wasn't really for me, although I did really enjoy it, the practical aspects of sitting in front of a computer that wasn't quite active enough for me. So I told Fred I was ready, Let's, let's take over the business. He was about ready to retire, and he was looking for someone to kind of carry on the legacy for a long time. He was really excited when I told him that.
2: Did you grow up loving ice cream or was it working in the shop that made you love it? What was the thing that you said, you know what, I'm going to put this law degree over here and devote myself to ice cream?
5: Yeah, I think um, more the culture around it. I Mm. think Fred was really my mentor. He showed me a lifestyle where he could be his own boss, make his own hours, and bring something to people that really brings joy. You don't really go into the law office <laughs> generally a good reason. You know, usually there's a problem, someone's unhappy. But when you're coming into the shop and you're trying a new flavor or you're getting the old favorite, it's usually bringing a smile to some faces. So that was a really big aspect I was really into the bringing joy to others, having a little more control over what I was putting out there in the world. So I'm happy I made the leap.
2: Well, let's talk about the ice cream itself. Sweet Clouds is famous for its homemade flavors the candy mixins and the flash flavors that come out seasonally. And you make so much from scratch here. Your banana corner in the ice cream freezer is kind of famous. How do you approach making your flavors?
5: I just made banana today. It's funny that you bring that up. We use so much real banana in our bananas you know, I often have the uh, the kids who work here, they'll help me smush the bananas. And they, <laughs> yeah. they don't love that job. They do, they're they like, oh, my God, I'm pounds of bananas in. But yeah, we use a lot of real ingredients, real flavors, trying to move away from the artificial flavors, because, you know, people aren't stupid. They can tell, you know, the difference between a real raspberry puree and the artificial raspberry flavor. That kind of stuff is, we have a lot of respect for the customer and that we know that they can tell the difference difference and so everything that we can make from scratch we do
2: you make the ice cream yourself lots of times
5: yeah the majority actually this summer was the first summer i brought on my own apprentice and i loved it it was wonderful (laughs)
2: congratulations
5: yes it was a very (laughs) big deal and um i mostly make all the ice cream myself usually per day, between 30 to 25 to 35 tubs. And you do that five times a week. So we're somewhere around 150 tubs per week. And you just can't stop. They, they sell right out. You think 150 tubs, how could you possibly go through that? But we had a sunny day on the weekend, the kids will be changing out 20, 30 tubs, no problem, people go wild. So it couldn't be fresher because as soon as I make it, it's walking out the door.
2: What's a day in the life of an ice cream maker? Oh boy. <laughs> depends <laughs> depends
5: on the time of year to be honest. In the summer it's a very rise and grind. In the fall and the spring, a little bit more laid back. I get to take a little bit more time. My time is usually split as the owner, manager, and chef. You know, mm-hmm. as as all small business owners know, you're wearing many hats, but I generally start pretty early. If I can get here before seven, I'm doing pretty well, wow. especially if we're getting a dairy delivery. Those come early. Those milkmen, they, they are up when it's night out. So you want to get that inside and get that in the refrigeration. You can usually start by sanitizing the area. Obviously, we're very clean back here. And then begin by assembling the ice cream machines. We use five-gallon batch freezers. I have one from 1984 and I just recently <laughs> vintage. Was there. Yes, it is vintage, but they as they say they don't make them like they used to. That thing will be going long after i'm I'm out of here. They have many parts so a little bit of engineering, assembling the batch freezers and then we begin by making ice cream and making ice cream is a little bit of an art. Every flavor will have a little bit of the prior flavor in it because the way the batch freezer works is it's essentially a churning barrel where you put in the mix, the milk. Mm -hmm. We use 16% fat, so we use the heaviest cream you can use. And then the barrel has a giant auger in it that spins while the barrel freezes. So it adds air as it freezes the cream inside, plus whatever inclusions or slurries that you've mixed in. So for instance, if I was to make coffee, I would put in the mix and then I would make up a coffee slurry. We use folgers here and (laughs) we use it's in your cup and on your (laughs) phone. Exactly. So every, you know, as we said, everything's real, then I would add in that. And then we would spin the mix depends on what you have. But usually it's around eight to 15 minutes. And then we would pull out the mix into the containers it moves next into the blast freezer. So we have several blast freezers which go down to negative 20 degrees. So very cold. Mm -hmm. And then the ice cream cures for 12 hours in the blast freezer. When it comes out of the machine, it's a little bit softer. It's more like a really thick soft serve. And then in the blast freezer cures overnight. And then from there, it either gets served or moved to the walk-in for storage
2: are there certain flavors that you're making and like they're coming out or there are certain milestones in the process? You just know that's going to be a great batch. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh yeah, I really did the thing here.
5: Yeah. There's definitely some flavors that involve a lot of skill. Like one flavor we have is do dough, which is a, a vanilla and a chocolate swirl. They're marbled. They're not quite mixed, which involves taking out Vanilla prior to. So, as I mentioned, the things don't mix in the machine. So, you take out the vanilla before and set it aside. And then, when I go to take chocolate, I'll be putting in the vanilla by hand and marbling it by hand and then adding in the cookie dough and brownie dough pieces. And that one is a fickle mistress, I'll tell (laughs) you. Because if the temperatures of the two ice creams are even slightly off, they will mix together and make like a chocolate milk instead of a vanilla and chocolate marble. Oh. So there are certain milestones when you're going where you you think, I see the finish line. I'm going to make it and I'm going to, I know this is going to be a perfect batch. So that definitely does come up.
2: I do think of ice cream lovers and people that run mom and pop shops. Um, They are a community. Right. But I noticed on your website, one of the first things it says is welcome to the family being in the family is even better than a community. So I wondered if you would talk to me about the family that is Sweet Claude's.
5: Oh, man, we have such a big family. I mean, it starts here. We have such good employees. Everyone that works here is really happy to be here. They're working with their friends. They're having a good time. But beyond that, the community that supports us is absolutely wonderful. They really are like family. I feel like I get to know the kids in the community as they grow up, they come in with their soccer teams or their baseball teams, and then then they're a little bit older. And when the middle school gets out, I see them again, because they get to walk across the street before they get picked up by mom and dad. And then all of a sudden, they're in high school, and they're looking for a job. And now I get to hire someone whose baseball team I sponsored, you know, 10 mm-hmm. years ago. So, I see the community growing up. They grow up with us. We still have people who come in who are, you know, well into their middle age that want Smurf ice cream because <laughs> they grew up with Smurf. They don't care that it's blue. That's what they got and they they want to get it again. So if I had to write a love letter to the regulars, it would just be that they're so confidently them. You know, this the ice cream store is a place for confidence. You You may not know what flavor you want, but when you come in and you get it, you're authentically yourself. It's a little personality test. What pleases you the most? You're going to get exactly the flavor you want. Ideally, you're going to be happy with it. And the little touches, well, we're never going to be big enough where I'm not going to call Mrs. Bailey when chocolate foodie is ready because it's the only thing she likes to eat. So we have to make sure we set some aside for her. That's things that we'll never stop doing. And then on a larger scale about the community factor, moving to this new location with the Ball and Socket Arts Group, I mean, they've been absolutely wonderful.
2: Everybody waits for peach ice cream. right? (laughs) So could you talk to me about the ice cream community that's the local people who are helping supply some ingredients and like who are you leaning on to get these great flavors?
5: Well, Peach, you mentioned we work with uh, Eli over at Drazen's. Um, he owns Drazen's Orchards, and that has been a long standing relationship. Actually, Fred worked with Eli's father, Gordon. Rest in peace. He was a really nice guy. It was really nice that Eli was willing to take over and carry on the tradition. So each year, Eli sets aside almost 150 pounds of peaches for us. We also like we have non-dairy flavors. So one of the common ones is uh, oats and honey. We make that with oat milk. And uh, the the local apiaries have been really nice to donate some local organic honey to us, which has been a really high quality, really, really generous yeah, we, we basically try and reach out and do stuff with local people wherever we can. You know, we've had local bakeries. We'll do like a cookie swap where they give me a bunch of cookies that I put in their ice cream and then we'll send it back the other way. So we like to do lots of stuff like that.
2: Thank you so much for letting me be in the shop today and yeah. get a behind-the-scenes tour. And absolutely, it's really lovely. And also, just as a person who lives in Cheshire, I just yeah.
5: thank you so much for your work. Thank you for being here. Thanks for thinking of me. I really enjoyed it. And uh, thanks for including me. Appreciate that.
2: That was Kelly Ann Pierce, the owner of Sweet Clods in Cheshire.
0: Close by, Wentworth in Hamden is also a favorite. Let's listen to a few folks enjoying their afternoon there.
5: Yeah, hi, my name's Tom Sholito from Hamden.
0: We're here at Wentworth with our friends and uh, and their dog, Augie. We're here because we love the ice cream and uh, and Augie's here for the Canine Crunch. I came from the Coconut Mounds. <laughs> hi, my name's Carolyn Anderson and I live here in Hamden also. We love Wentworth. We love the environment with the, the shaded areas and all the seats that we can sit in and just see other people and the ice cream is delicious and it's homemade and It's just a beautiful space to sit and have some good ice cream. Highly recommend it.
2: My name is Karen Shilato and Wentworth has been one of our favorite spots since we moved here 30 some odd years ago. My favorite flavor is probably coffee Oreo followed by chocolate Oreo brownie batter. In fact, I just ate two scoops because I could not select one. It was delicious, highly recommended, best ice cream place that we have found in Connecticut.
0: My name is Chayla Belcher, and my favorite flavor here is cashew, salted cashew, caramel, some kind of something with all of those ingredients. <laughs> it's, it is delicious, it's cold, and it's fabulous. On this summer date, it feels more like a July day, so thank you so much. We're well, Not- also connoisseurs, just so you know, regulars at Ashley's in Hamden, so you can have a twofer Hold if a you want two. it.
4: My name is Milo and my favorite ice cream is Cookie Monster.
2: My name is Harper and my favorite kind is vanilla. My name is Linda Rice and mine, oh gosh, I have too many, but I guess toasted coconut.
0: And while we're in the New Haven area, there's another shout out we want to highlight.
2: Hello, calling in with my absolute favorite ice cream shop, which would be Elena's on Orange in New Haven, which opened last year. It is the most amazing soft serve I've ever had. I've never been a soft serve fan, but now it's the only place I go. Um, I go for the classic vanilla on one of their homemade waffle cones with their premium chocolate dip and Malden sea salt sprinkled on top, nice and crunchy and salty. What more could you want? Thank you, you should all try it.
0: That was listener to Rahman. I'm Tegan Engel.
2: And I'm Robin Doyon Aiken. Coming up after the break, Dr. Steve Zinn, a professor of animal science at Yukon, gives us the scoop on what makes the ice cream at the Yukon Dairy Bar so delicious. You're listening to Seasoned on Connecticut Public Radio. We'll be right back. Chillin', chillin', ice cream, chillin'. Ice cream, chillin', chillin', ice cream,
4: chillin'. I know that my heart can be so cold, but I'm sweet, for you can put me in a cone. You're the only touch.
2: Welcome back to Seasoned Everyone. I'm Robin Doyan Aiken.
0: And I'm Tegan Engel. You're listening to our celebration of Connecticut Ice Cream.
2: Ice Cream is seasonless in Connecticut. And we want to thank all of you who sent a voicemail or wrote in to share your favorite shops. So many shoutouts came in via email and social that we've compiled one big list of all your recommendations. It's on our show page, ctpublic.org seasoned. It includes all the shops that your fellow listeners and dogs Bubba and Augie have recommended. Because pup cups count, too.
0: Many of you shouted out the Yukon Dairy Bar and Stores. It's an experience. You can see the cows that produce the milk that make the ice cream worth the drive. You can even watch the cows being milked by robots.
2: I talked with Dr. Steve Zinn, professor in the Department of Animal Science at UConn, about the university's celebrated ice cream and the technology that makes it possible. Dr. Zinn, welcome to Season. Thank you for talking with me about the state's most important cows.
3: I think that's a great thing to talk about.
2: Can you describe for me the agricultural program at UConn? So like, what's your mission? I want it to be around ice cream, but I know it's a lot more than that.
3: So I think our overall mission is really the efficient and sustainable production of protein. So milk, meat, and other animal products.
2: And how many dairy cows do you currently have matriculating at the Kellogg Dairy Center, which is uh, where Yukon's cows live?
3: (laughs) We milk about 90 cows, and we have a total of 200 animals.
2: And what's the breed breakdown?
3: About 80% of those animals are Holsteins. Those are the black and white cows. And about 20% are jerseys. Those are the fawn or light brown colored cows.
2: Mm. And are those breeds chosen because they have special qualities that impact the milk's flavor or production?
3: I think that we have those two breeds primarily for tradition. But the Holsteins produce more milk and the jerseys produce milk that has more milk fat in it.
2: Not that it's a numbers game, but I'm prepared to have my mind blown. How much milk do Yukon's cows produce a year? So really what I, what I want to get to is how many gallons of ice cream is Yukon dairy producing every year?
3: Well, I think if we start with ice cream, we produce about 50,000 gallons of ice cream a year. However, we produce a lot more milk than that. And the milk that we don't use for ice cream gets sold as part of the co-op that we belong to. So each of our cows produces somewhere between twenty-six and 35,000 pounds of milk, some a little bit less, some a little bit more, depending on where they are in production.
2: So in your humble opinion, what makes the ice cream at the dairy bar taste so delicious?
3: There's really two things. One is we are a top 20 herd in the country. So you can't produce our ice cream because you don't have our milk. That's number one. Number two, and probably much more to the point, is we have a very old style of pasteurizing the milk. So instead of an inline pasteurization where it happens at very high temperatures very quickly, we pasteurize in that pasteurization. So it's a much slower heating process, so it's a lower heat at much longer time, and then it cools down over a much longer period of time. So that pasteurization, Also gives a slight caramelization to the ice cream. So it gives it a little bit different flavor. Our plant manager, the person who's really responsible for all the ice cream, describes it like if you were making tomato sauce. You can make tomato sauce in 10 minutes. However, if you cook it for four hours, you get a much different blend of flavors. And most of us would think that making tomato sauce over four hours would taste better than if you make it over 10 minutes.
2: Yeah, that's how grandma does it.
3: That's exactly right.
2: And this is why Yukon's Dairy Bar is always in like the top three of Connecticut's ice cream. You're always on the top 10 list, top three list, top five, whatever it is, it's always on the top.
3: When you think you gotta come to stores to get it? (laughs) That means something.
2: Yes, it's ice cream worth the drive from anywhere, right?
3: There's people that are in East Hartford that, yep, There's no reason to go to stores for anything except ice cream. Now we play basketball in Hartford because they won't come across the river. So, (laughs) (laughs) but I think that that's very telling.
2: So UConn was one of the first universities in the U.S. to adopt one of the most technologically advanced ways of managing and studying a dairy herd. And part of that involves the robotic system used to milk the cows. So despite the fact that I just used the word robotic, the system is uniquely humane. Can you describe how the voluntary milking system, it's called VMS at UConn, how does that work and what are the benefits?
3: There's lots of benefits. So the cows are in a big barn. And when they feel ready to be milked, they will walk to the entrance to the robots and one at a time walk into the robotic milk. They're identified by an ear tag. Based on that, they are fed some grain to keep them in place. And then the robot arm will then put the milking machine on the cow. The cow is milked in six to eight minutes and then the cow leaves. And when she's ready to come back in again, she's ready to be milked again.
2: Amazing. It
3: is absolutely an amazing process. The system also evaluates the quality of the milk. So if the milk is not appropriate quality or the cow has been sick, the milk doesn't go into the main tank. It gets discarded. If you've ever been in a barn around milking time with a conventional milking system, it is really loud. The cows get very ready for it to happen. They move around. They make a lot of noise. When you go into the barn now with the robotic systems, it's just quiet. I think the cows are calmer. They have feed in front of them all the time. There's no fighting for feed. It's just a really nice, calm system.
2: What was the most surprising piece of information that you gathered from the voluntary milking system?
3: I think there was information that we always thought was right that got confirmed. So cows that are early in lactation, they'll go into the voluntary milking system more often than a cow later in lactation. So a cow that's producing less that we used to milk three times a day only needs to be milked one or two times a day. And a cow that's early in lactation that we would milk three times a day can sometimes milk three, four, or five times a day. That makes them much more comfortable.
2: Wow. That's just wild to think about, that they are being milked kind of on their schedule by their volition.
3: It's absolutely true, and it is absolutely amazing.
2: How would you rate the ice cream, and how, what's your relationship with Yukon's ice cream?
3: Well, I am very biased. <laughs> yes. I think it's the best. I think what makes it really great, besides the production system, it has a travel of about 40 feet. So from where it's produced, to where it's put in the freezer, to where you buy it, it's 40 feet. It never goes in a truck. It never crystallizes. It never does all those things that you look at in ice cream in your freezer. So that for me, it is almost always fresh.
2: Do you have a favorite flavor?
3: There's a chocolate fudge brownie that I just love. The chocolate fudge brownie is my favorite. What is a unique part of the dairy at the University of Connecticut, you can come and visit. You can get near the cows. You can see the milk being produced that becomes a part of the ice cream. And that's not the case at many farms and certainly not even at university farms where those tend to be separated.
2: Well, thank you so much for explaining how this great ice cream is made from your wonderful cows. I've loved this conversation and I really appreciate having that agricultural perspective.
3: Well, I am happy to talk to you. Thank you for having me.
2: That was Dr. Steve Zinn, a professor in the Department of Animal Science at UConn. If you can't get to the dairy to see the cows for yourself, go to our show page to see a video of how the cows at UConn are milked. It'll really help you appreciate that place where science and ice cream meet. It's really cool.
0: You'll also see a link to all of the listener-recommended ice cream spots and the cities and towns they're in so you can explore our state's tastiest ice creams and some non-dairy treats as well. Go to ctpublic.org seasoned. I'm Tegan Engel.
2: And I'm Robin Doyan Aiken. Seasoned is produced by me and Tegan and... Katie Tolerski. Meg Dalton. Katrice Claudio. Stephanie Stender. Meg Fitzgerald. Sabrina Herrera. To keep up with the latest on Seasoned, follow at Public on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And we're at WNPR on X. Catch this and past episodes of Seasoned covering local ice cream, farms, barbecue, and more wherever you get your podcasts. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time.